Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We say sometimes on the Minnesota Goodbye that we talk about things that didn't quite make it to the radio. Right. And that doesn't happen very often because, let's face it, most of our stuff makes it onto the radio show. But this time I'm going to talk about something that did not because I didn't want to embarrass Allison or hurt her feelings. So this is something that she probably won't hear. But even if she did, it's not a horrible thing. Okay. So uh, on Saturday, her my daughter, uh, that's Allison, she's 29 years old, and I just love her to pieces. And she's got a little baby named Ava that's a year old. And uh, she was over on Saturday night because we have in-laws in town. So she brought the baby over and hold the baby in pictures with the baby. Right. And she's like, Dad, what time are you running tomorrow? Because I did the 10-miler on Sunday. And I, <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> How inconvenient. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> oh, wow. So she says, what time are you running? I said, the race starts at 7. She said, what time do you think you'll be around St. Thomas University? Yeah. And I said, you know, let me figure it out. I said, probably whatever time it was, like 8 o'clock or 8.15 or whatever. And she said, okay, you know what? I might come out and see you. I might stand there like um, uh, like maybe at Cleveland and Summit near her old school. And I'll stand there and I'll, I'll cheer for you when you come by. And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. So I text her when I'm probably about a mile or 15 minutes away. I don't know how far I was from that intersection. I'm running and I yeah. stop and I text, my, text her. I'm like, hey, I'm now at the corner of like Syracuse and uh, Summit, whatever it was in case you're watching for me. And she texted me back. She said, ah, we decided not to come. Have fun on the run. And I was just a little bit hurt. Yeah. Because it was like, I don't know. <clears throat> and I know it's a pain in the ass. She I probably get probably didn't want to get the baby out, honestly. It's like, and then stand there with it, and it'd be upset and whiny yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And she could have. But it was her. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and, and I'm not faulting her at all. And even if she did hear this, I don't want her to feel bad. No. It was just kind of like, oh, it would have been really nice. Yeah, yeah, she would have come. Um, uh, but I will say, shout out to my friend Nate. He was there not for me, but oh. he was there because his wife and her twin sister and let me tell you, they look so much alike, I can't even tell them apart. Yeah. They were both running, and so Nate was there with his kid. Okay. And his other kid, I did, okay, yeah, because you got two little kids. And Nate's like, Dave! So I ran over, and I talked and, you know, like, yeah. played with the kids for a little bit. And um, so at least I had somebody there. Then I had my friend Kelly at the end of the run kind of to wait for me. But it was weird to have, like, to do a run like that without somebody there, you know, like family members to kind of cheer you on or whatever. Because yeah. every big run I've done like that, either Susan, usually Susan or Allison or the kids are there Yeah, to like, you know, say hi at the end. Yeah, when so. Jake did his half marathon, I was pregnant. We, yeah, me and his sister and uh, Dylan, we all went and waited for him at the end and stuff. So, and if Jake would have done it, I would have gone with Olive. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah totally. It. So, anyway, um, don't tell Allison. But if you do hear this, well, Allison, I just texted her. You did. What'd you say? I said you really ruined your dad's life. <laughs> do you feel like that was too much? Uh, maybe a little bit. Okay. All right, let's get to the emails here on KWB. Sent to Ryan Show at KWB.com. Here we go. 
you were talking about shows and then about your friend's friend who had a bad adoptee and they didn't do anything to raise them that way. This is a big subject last week. We were talking about nature versus nurture. Yes. And I said a friend of mine adopted a baby. It was actually a friend of a friend. This is a while ago. And as the baby grew up, the baby was just just evil, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And I don't have specifics, but they knew this baby had some serious behavioral mental problems and they actually were able to put the baby back out there. In other words, we didn't sign up for this. We signed up for like a difficult child maybe. Yeah. We signed up for a child with ADHD. We signed up for a child maybe with Asperger's because you don't know what you're going to get. But with a child that has violent, dangerous behavior problems, we did not sign up for that. So they were able to yeah. I mean, feel bad for the God, kid. God, but so hard, you know, yeah. Uh, they go on to say, this is just something I find interesting, but there's a podcast called Last Day and their first season is about the heroin epidemic. One of the episodes they had had a therapist on because they were talking about how one kid turns out to be the high achiever, well-behaved kid, and the other one gets into drugs and goes down a bad path. So the therapist explains that since our personalities are so different, then one child can thrive with the parenting they have, but the other kid finds that same parenting traumatic and can't get over it. Just a recommendation. I love that podcast. It's opened my eyes to think about things a little bit differently. So the podcast is called Last Day. Okay. And that sounds really interesting. There's it so does. many great podcasts out there. Um, I'm going to tip you off to a great podcast I'm listening to that I listened to on the run yesterday that's actually pretty good in just a second. But that's really interesting about how they say it's the parenting that can work perfectly with yeah. one kid. And really, the other kids find it traumatic. For example, if you're an overprotective, hovering kind of mm -hmm. a parent, um, that might work really well with one kid. But the other kid might just hate it. Like That's not God. even surprising, I guess, if you think about it. I mean, they have people take those quizzes at workplaces to figure out what kind of management is best for them because everyone is like finds different management techniques or styles better. So I guess it, that's kind of the same thing as parenting. So it's, not, I guess, not that surprising. But also... You can't, I mean, I guess you could. I don't know that you'd be able to, if you had three kids, parent each one of them specifically for them. I think you're just doing the best you can to parent them all well. I mean, I guess so. I will say that I know too many people who cannot stand one or both of their parents. Oh, yeah. Normal, productive, well-adjusted, kind people that I know one, and I cannot give any details, but... They can't stand their mom. Their mom is so self-centered. Mm -hmm. Everything is about them. Their mom now goes on and on and on about all the sacrifices they made when they were a kid, which they did not. Mm. Um, and they, they can't stand to be around their mother. And I tell her, I said, I can't, I can't relate to that at all because my mom and dad were not perfect, but they were great. They came to yeah. my band concerts. They never made it about them. Um, but when I hear something like that, that somebody can't stand their mother, can't stand their father... I'm like, God, now there is a that's a literally a bad parent if yeah. your kids are now 41 years old and they can't stand their mom and her dad. See, I like I can stand my parents for sure. But there's like my dad is definitely smaller doses than my mom. My hardest thing with my mom currently is feeling like I have to provide the only form of possible entertainment she would have in life. And what I mean by that is she doesn't have a boyfriend. She doesn't attempt to make friends. And I don't get that because she's so, she's not she's afraid. She's pretty funny. She's, she's funny. entertaining. She's chatty. Yeah. She yeah. 
Um, she will make friends with the woman who helps her set up her medical appointments on the phone. She'll make friends with, but she's not real friends. Where she'll she be hangs friendly out. with them. And yeah. they cut up and she loves it. And, but I feel like the only way she will do, like, if I don't invite her to come to Jake's mom's for dinner or to go to the pumpkin patch with us or do this with us, she will just be at her house by herself all the time. And I hate that responsibility. And she'll say, I don't mind being alone. And honestly, she doesn't. But but sometimes she will text me like, I'm bored. I haven't done anything all weekend. And I'm like, okay. But I also like, it's it's a weird situation. I don't mind her coming to the pumpkin patch with no, us. No, I can see that. At all. Like, I think it's a good experience for Olive. But then I like, I'm like, if I go do something I know she would have liked, she'll see the pictures and she'll probably be like, well, that would have been nice to be invited to. I was going to say, do you think that your mom is maybe one of those personalities that almost enjoys kind of rubbing it in your face that she didn't get to go along or like, well, I'm just sitting over. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. I don't need to be. Don't entertain me. I'm just fine. But what she's really doing is possibly saying, I want you to feel bad because some people love making other people feel bad. No, some people really get off on making other people feel bad. I don't think she does. It's the guilt is within me. To a degree. She does things to make you feel guilty and claim she doesn't know she's doing them. She wouldn't do that, though. Like, she wouldn't overly talk about it or something. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I don't like... That's my... I will say my recommendation as a parent is don't put that responsibility on your kids. It sucks because I want... I, I hate... I don't know. I guess I would, like still want to invite her to stuff, but I hate feeling like I am the only option for her to do something fun. No, that's got to be frustrating. Because honestly, yeah. sometimes I don't want to invite her. Sometimes I, I just want to be me and Jake and Olive and Dylan. But I think that she knows that you will, so she doesn't make any efforts to go have her own life. And plus, she doesn't have the finances to go over here to go to this restaurant I or call take this BS friend or on that. I've said that to her before. I call BS on that. You can have, I, a lot of my friends, we sit around my house and watch a new, the new movie on Netflix. So I don't, I don't buy into that. Like money is all of it because my mom always has food. She makes a big crock pot of something. She could easily find a friend where they could watch a show together and eat or go to a park. So it's like, not everything costs money. Some things do. Um, but she also has, like, excuses for things. Like she, I think she signed up for that Silver Sneakers program, the Y offers, and then the pandemic hit. So now she's used that for, like, two years. Like, well, I was about to start something, and then that hit. And so I'm like, you should go do that. That would give you something to do, and then you might make a friend there. I think that if your mom could make a friend there doing the whatever, the Silver Sneakers or whatever. But I don't, I mean, it, it's kind of like we're talking in circles a little bit, like, yeah. which came first? Does she not want to so she can complain? Or because she, because some people <laughs> love to complain and they love to have something to complain about. But I like your mom. So I don't want, and I know your mom thinks that we pick on her sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, and, and we have, we've picked on her for being like, you know, oh, she's a hillbilly yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Joking, yeah. But. Um, so the reason I'm texting through my phone here is I've got a friend right now and she's very, she's frustrating. And she's also, I love her so much. I didn't go to high school with her, but we went to the same high school. And through my friend Mike, I've told you about her, um, She, we now have become kind of like the same yes. circle of Colorado friends. And there's like six or eight of us, and she's in this friend group. 
and she's um, divorced, no kids, underemployed, lonely and single. Mm -hmm. So she's always kind of sad about something. And her parents died in the last 10 years, and she just misses them so much, so she's always sad. So I texted her the other day, because I text her once in a while to check in on her. I said, hey, I'm checking in. I don't hear from you much anymore. I worry about you a little bit. Tell me how you're doing and what's good and what's bad in your life right now. She says, well, I'm going to respond the best I can. Um, uh, And I realize that to a man like you, your response will be to spew a lot of solutions at me that sound reasonable, logical, and easy for someone like you. Um, uh, So I'm going to be completely honest. I'm physically, I'm broken. I'm exhausted, fatter, uglier than ever. And although I'm not religious at all, I pray that something like COVID or anything else will come along and take me out soon. Emotionally, I'm broken, forgettable, disposable, weak, worthless, alone, and devastated. Professionally, I'm on my eighth job in two years, hanging on by a thread, and that I've been out since July and being micromanaged by somebody else who has no idea what they're doing, and I've already been written up twice. I get paid $13 an hour with no benefits, and contrary to what anybody might say, or think about the economy. Yes, there are many jobs right now, but they're all shit jobs with shit pay, with shit anything extra, blah, blah, blah. So she goes on and basically just says her life is horrible. She might have to get back together with her ex-husband just to survive. And uh, there's two things. Number one, I don't know how to respond to somebody who says oh, they want to no. die. Yeah, no. And I said, this is what I did say. I said, you are not right. I said, you have so many people that love you. You're a good quality person. I said, one of the biggest blessings in life is when people genuinely love you. And there's a lot of people who people genuinely don't love them. Yeah. And I said, people genuinely love you. You're a good person. You, uh, that is the most valuable thing. Better than a nice house, better than being up on your car payments, better than having a great job is having people love you. That's a good response. And, and I think that's true. I think that's the biggest blessing ever. And if you are one of those people that just everybody tends to like you, then that is, I think, life's biggest blessing. Better than looks, better than, well, health, yeah, better than money, all that. And uh, and secondly, I said, I, I didn't say this, but I thought this is more of kind of what she does. She gets really down mm-hmm. and doesn't want a solution. She wants to vent. Yeah. And so what she's saying now is don't give me any more solutions. Yeah. Stop giving me solutions. I want to vent. Yeah. So I did give her a solution because I'm like, no. I said, there is all kinds of assistance for people. There's, I said, my sister is 65, underemployed, lives in a decent apartment in an okay neighborhood, gets all of her bills paid for by assistance and Medicaid and whatever. I said, you absolutely have options. Yeah. Yeah, you can make $13 an hour and that sucks, but you can also go and apply for this and apply for this and don't fucking tell me that there's no help for you because there is help for you. There absolutely is. And I'm like, you've been paying into this forever. You absolutely can. Hey, we're getting short on time. Love your comments. Um, We got to run. Thanks for listening to the Minnesota Goodbye. Send comments to Ryan Show at KDWB.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.